Hi friends, welcome to a new episode of Death by TBR. It has been a while. I don't even remember what episode we are on. I think we're on episode five of Death by TBR. Um, it's been a while. And part of that is just because I'm a shit bag and I haven't felt like recording in a while. Um, but the other part is because we have been just absolutely settling into a routine down here in Georgia getting in a routine of being in a new house, hubby going back to work, um, trying to get Melly all situated down here. She is home with me full time, which she was not before when we lived in Virginia. She went to preschool half the day. Um, so it has been just a, a fun adventure, I'll say. Um, but somehow in all of that, um, I have been able to read quite a bit. So today's episode is going to be my January roundup. It's going to be all of the books I read in January, little blurbs about them. I'm going to try to keep this episode to 30 minutes. I'm going to attempt to keep this episode to 30 minutes. Can't guarantee anything. Um, But I want to talk a little bit about the 14, yes, you heard that correctly, 14 books I read in January. Um, For a while there, I thought it was going to go... 31 books in January because I was reading almost a book a day. Um, But I found that I really just need to slow down and enjoy reading more and not just powering through it. I don't want to read 365 books a year just to say that I read 365 books a year. I want to read things that are actually interesting to me, things that I have had on my list for a while and just haven't pulled the trigger on, things like that. So um, I did get... Kindle Unlimited, finally. So I've been reading a lot on my Kindle. Um, And kind of what I do is is I go through and download quite a few books on Kindle Unlimited. Did you guys know you can only check out, air quotations, a certain amount of books on KU? Um, That drives me nuts because I like to have like a running TBR. So I have to keep my running TBR on my Amazon list and then just kind of port over what I can on um, my Kindle. So I've added quite a few new books to my TBR. Um, I added Hawk by Jesse Hall. I heard that was really good. King of Wrath by Anna Huang, or Huang, however you pronounce her last name. Corrupt by Penelope Douglas, which I'm not sure if I'm going to like. The Broken Bond series by Jay Bree. Um, and then I think I got this book for free, um, but it's The Chemistry of Love by Soraya Wilson. So that's what's new on my TBR. I have quite a few other books that I'm probably going to be starting. I also did a book exchange for on Facebook and ended up with like seven or eight new novels to read. So I'm super excited to start that. Um, but let's dive into the books that I read in January. So, okay. So the first book that I read in January was Perfect Strangers by J.T. Geisinger. Um, It's a contemporary romance. I'll tell you guys for each novel that I read, um, what I rated it, star rating, what the spice rating is, and then some notes I had about each of the novel, uh, each of the novels. So the first one that I read was Perfect Strangers by J.T. Geisinger. Um, I rated that book a four out of five stars with a four out of five chili pepper rating on spice rating. If you guys are not familiar with my spice rating and my star rating, Um, I don't generally rate books a one and a two star. They really have to suck for me to rate them one and a two star. Three stars is it was forgettable. 
Four stars was, I won't forget that book, but I don't feel I need to reread it. Five stars is, is, oh my God, I want that book to be ingrained in my memory forever. Um, And like I said, one and two stars are going to be books that like two stars is going to be, that was an absolute crap novel. And one star is going to be DNF. Like I'll still give it one star, even if I tried. Um, As far as spice ratings go, generally, one chili pepper is like fade to black scenes. Two chili peppers is a little bit, we get a little bit of heavy petting before the fade to black. Um, three chili peppers on a spice rating is okay, that's spicy, but there's, it's still plot heavy. Four is okay, we're cresting into now just an erotic novel. And then five is okay, there's no plot. This is just all spice. So Perfect Strangers was a four spice star or four chili pepper in a four star novel. Um, It was definitely a hot and heavy novel. I will tell you, if you have not read any of J.T. Geisinger's books, um, her books are very, very twisty and turny. I would say I wouldn't even put them in the romance category. I would put them in the category of thriller or... um, depending on the book, some like crime novels, I would put them in that kind of category with some pretty good spicy scenes in them, I'll say. Um, It has a great twist in it, but also um, (laughs) fuck you to the author because that twist had my jaw on the damn floor. Um, It is also Happily Ever After, but I'm going to warn you ahead of time, if you like the Happily Ever After that's Rainbows and Butterflies, this book ain't it for you, honey, because that book is not going to leave you feeling with the the Happily Ever After satisfying high. Um, That book is going to leave you saying, what the fuck did I just read? Um, Essentially, the novel is about a writer who moves to Paris to find her muse. After not being able to write and having writer block, she meets this guy, James, he is like the epitome of the perfect guy. He is hot. He is burly. He is everything that she wants in a man. Um, there's instant connection, hot and heavy, but not is all what it seems. And let me tell you, at the end of the book, my jaw hit the motherfucking floor. So read at your own risk. Okay, the second novel that I read in January was actually a novella. And it's a coho. So I have read most of coho's books. I don't want to say all of them because I know I have not read all of them. (laughs) And I didn't find that out until after I read this one. So I read Finding Cinderella by Colleen Hoover. I have not read the Hopeless series. I did not know this was a novella in the Hopeless series. I saw that it was free on Amazon one day. Um, for Kindle, not Kindle Unlimited, just regular Kindle. And I was like, oh, a Colleen Hoover book. I'll grab that and I'll read it. Y'all, it's like number 2.5 in <laughs> the Hopeless series. And I didn't realize that until I read all the way through it. So my rating is based on that. Keep keep that in the back of your mind. I did give it a three star. It's one of those books that I was like, meh. It probably helped pro- like pro- um, project the the hopeless series further. Um, but it really wasn't anything to write home for me about. And it had the spice of a wet noodle, like a wet buttered noodle. Y'all, it was not spicy at all. Um, so I mean, I think there was a little bit like there was one scene, but it wasn't, yeah, it was like butter macaroni noodles, which most of Colleen Hoover's books are. She is not an erotic romance writer. Good Lord. I can't speak tonight. 
She is not an erotic romance writer, um, but her novels are impactfully powerful. Um, so it was okay. If you like the Hopeless series, make sure you read the novella. Um, I should probably go back and read the Hopeless series because I might think that I might have to amend my rating on this one. Okay, the third novel that I read for January was Pen Pal by J.T. Geisinger. Can you guys tell that I was like on <laughs> that like level? So I actually gave this novel a five-star rating. It's a novel that stuck with me. I did not realize until halfway through her second novel that she's really not a romance writer. She is a thriller writer. Um, I don't think I've ever read an innately thriller novel and I went into this with the idea that this was going to be an erotic romance. So I would say it's a five-star book with a four-star or four chili pepper spice rating. Um, but I was seriously just blown away by the twist of events, which I think is just her calling card for um, as an author. It's This novel is not for the faint of heart, not for the faint of soul, not for the faint of mind. It is twisted. It is fucked up. It is weirdly beautiful. Um, it is a dirty talking, spicy, hot romance novel with some really weird shit mixed in. If you like thrillers, this one's for you. Um, this novel confused the hell out of me, but I also gave it five stars because it's rare that I don't see a twist coming and Geisinger somehow manages to get me every damn time she writes a novel. So that one was really good and gripped me to the point where I was just kind of like, I have got to know what happens in this book. But the spice is so good. Her her spice and her writing of spice scenes. Woo, mama. Super good. Book number four. That brings us, could you guys tell that I'm on like a spice kick or was on a spice kick for a while there? Um, I think we get like eight books through before I get off my spice kick. So book number four of January read was Birthday Girl by Penelope Douglas. I gave this novel a four star and it is a four chili pepper spice rating. If you guys don't know Penelope Douglas, start with Punk 57. That was the novel that I started with with Penelope Douglas. I do love Birthday Girl. Obviously, I wrote it or rated it a four star. It was a really good novel, but there are just some aspects of it that threw me off. I feel like the main character spent much of their time fighting their feelings for each other that the novel probably could have ended 100 pages or so before it actually did um, if they just quit being bitches about it. <laughs> there is also a nine-year age gap. So if you're not into age gap romances, this one isn't horrible. She is an adult, but he is even more of an adult. Um, and she is dating his son. So there is cheating involved if you're not not into cheating or if that is a hard line for you. Not the novel for you. Um, she's definitely young, so she's coming into her sexual exploration. It's that type of romance. But the main character just kind of irritated me. The main female character just irritated me because she was just so juvenile. Um, she showed her her true 19-year-old self a lot. Um, but... I just didn't feel that emotional pull from this novel that had me wanting to reread the book over again, which is why it's not five stars. Um, so Birthday Girl was good. If you like some good spicy novels, like like a good like forbidden romance, um, like that age gap type of stuff, the sexy daddy stuff coming on, then Birthday Girl might be for you. Um, and any of Penelope Douglas's books, she writes very taboo romances. So if you like taboo romance type of things Penelope Douglas is absolutely your girl 
Okay, now we're getting to hot and heavy stuff. Um, if you guys have not heard me talk about how much I absolutely love the Ravenhood trilogy by Kate Stewart, then go read the Ravenhood trilogy by Kate Stewart. Um, it starts with the book Flock, then is the book Exodus, which will literally take your heart out, stomp it on the floor, and then reinsert it for the third book, The Finish Line. So good. It is one of those, like, series or trilogies that literally I could read over and over and over again because it's just so impactful and so powerful. Um, so I picked up Kate Stewart's duology, the Bittersweet Symphony series, aka Drive in Reverse. They are rock star romance. They are broody male main character meets um, spicy Latina, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, so it, it was just real good. Um, Kate Stewart has a way of just gripping me, but not in the first chapter. I have to stick it out for a Kate Stewart novel. Her novels are just, they're hard to explain. It takes me a while to get into her writing style, but once I get into her writing style, I am gripped. I am done. Um, I felt all of the pain from all the characters as the book progressed, but I was also just innately angry. <laughs> the I gave the series a five star. Um, the second book, I will say I liked much more than the first book because I felt like it resonated with it more. I liked the characters more in that novel. I liked the love story more in that novel. Um, I didn't feel so angry in that novel. But if you like rockstar romances, broody male types, that reminded me of like Ollie Sykes. Mm, yum. Then give that one a shot. It's definitely got some spice. I'd say it's like a three chili pepper. Um, it's not spice heavy. It's definitely plot heavy, but it definitely has some really good love scenes. And it's a really good romance, especially that forbidden romance type of thing. Um, in the second novel, it's got the forbidden romance aspect of it. Ugh, it's just the way that she ties all these characters' lives together is just she is a work of art as an, as a writer. She's just great. So the Bittersweet Symphony series or duology was books five and six of January. Book number seven was The Deal by L. Kennedy. And I know I'm going to get some flack for this because I have a lot of friends who really liked The Deal by L. Kennedy, but it was just not my cup of tea. Um, and I can't fault the author for that. She's an amazing author. And that is why my star rating isn't a direct representation of the author's writing style or work necessarily, but a direct representation of me and how I liked the book. So I gave it a three star, um, which to me is like middle ground, nothing to really write home about. I read it all the way through. I thought it was a good book, but it's not one of those books that stuck with me or something I feel like I need to reread. Um... It almost seemed a little juvenile for me, and it may just be because I'm out of my college years and I really don't want to relive my college years. Um, I don't want to relive college dating. I don't want to relive the immature romantic notions that come along with that. So I just could not love this novel, and that may just be a me problem. Um, it is a great, well-written novel. It's just not my cup of tea. I would say one of the biggest reasons I don't love it is because the main male character is a really stereotypical jock. Um, but he also has a really dirty ass mouth. So I'm, I mean, it's pretty good in that instance. It is a three chili pepper spice rating. It's pretty spicy. Um, but it's a sports romance, something new for me. 
um, wasn't necessarily anything for me to write home about, like I said, but it was okay. I didn't feel the drive to read the remainder of the off-campus series by her. So I may revisit them at some point, but I have other novels on my radar that I definitely want to read. Okay, now let's dive deep because books 8, 9, 10, and 11 are a series. I read the Plated Prisoner series, and I don't know how I missed the Plated Prisoner series. It was probably in my, like, non-reading blackout that that came out. But good lore, why did nobody tell me that that series is so damn good? Um, I gave that entire series, all four of the books that are currently out. I am impatiently awaiting book number five to come out, and I think it's June or July. Um, but all of them got a five-star rating for me, okay? This is a King Midas, I don't even want to say retelling because it's loosely based off of King Midas um, and how he's the gold touch king, um, very loosely based off of him and that world. But Oren, the main character, is she is called his gold-touched pet or his... Um, what does he call her? His precious or something like that, I'm pretty sure. Um, but she, he essentially keeps her locked in a cage. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not embellishing. He literally fucking keeps her locked in a cage. A gold cage that he has made like a maze of cages throughout this entire castle that he lives in to allow her to roam the grounds I wouldn't even say the grounds, the inside of the fucking castle. It's still inside her damn cage. Um, but that series was just so good in the character progression and the character growth. If you liked Akatar, okay, you will like the Plated Prisoner series. It, I would say, is a three chili pepper spice rating. So it's a middle ground spice. It's got some really good spicy scenes in it. Um, but it's definitely plot heavy. Definitely plot heavy. If you liked Akatar, you will definitely like the Plated Prisoner series. Orin and Slade, five ever. I will love them forever. I cannot wait until the next book comes out to figure out what happens because that was a fucking cliffhanger and a half. Um, but read it. Give it a shot. I promise you, you'll love it. The first book is called Guild, G-I-L-D. And um, it's just so good. So good. Um, read it. Read the Plated Prisoner series well worth the four books that you're going to have to get through. Um, it's, it's a five-star series for me. Like it is one of those series like Akatar that will stick with me for a long time. Um, next I'm going to hype up my girl BG Wolf, AKA BG Thomas. If you have not read April Renegade and heard me talk about April Renegade and male male romance is not your cup of tea. Let's talk about A Mare's Nest, okay? A Mare's Nest is post-apocalyptic sci-fi romance, got a lot of spice in it, got some good um, forced proximity tropes in it, grieving widow who her husband has been passed for a while now. Um, and by a while, I mean like years. So girl, girl need, has needs that need to be taken care of, Okay. But A Mare's Nest is amazing, well-written, world-building, um, real characters who deal with real issues like anxiety. Um, the world is ending. It's post-apocalyptic. So literally this um, disease called the fester has taken over Earth 
And NASA is in the process of trying to find a world that they can move the remaining safe, healthy human race to, to continue this human race. Okay. Um, so the first novel is called A Mare's Nest. So good. So good. I actually, um, did I beta read or arc read that for Bethany? I want to say I beta. No, I may have arc read it. I think I arc read it. Um, but I read it ahead of its publishing for A Mare's Nest. So I never had the actual physical copy. Just got the physical copy in the mail today. Ordered it. Super excited. Um, but I didn't read A Mare's Nest, okay? I read the sequel, Fly the Nest. And so good, five-star novel. Literally, if Bethany published her grocery list, I would read it. Every book I've ever read by her from the time that we were in college together till now has just been so expertly written, so emotionally charged, so real, raw, and emotional. I just love anything that BG writes. Um, and I would say the spice level is a, a three chili pepper as well. I've definitely read a lot of three chili peppers. So I've read a lot of middle ground spicy books this month. Um, so we've got two more and they're probably two of my favorites. The 13th book I read, and I was going to end January with just finishing on 13, but I didn't like that I was ending on the number 13, superstitious. I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. I hope somebody, please, please tell me somebody got that reference. But anyways, for my 13th novel, I read Not So Meet Cute by Megan Quinn, I think is her name. Um, Yes, Megan Quinn. And it's the first book in the Kane Brothers series. And I will say I will be reading the remainder of that series just because I thought that it was really, really good. Um, I gave the novel five stars. Um, it was just a cute, almost enemies. It was definitely enemies to lovers. Um, and it's not supposed to be a meet cute, but it's almost kind of a meet cute. Um, the main character, main male character is businessman type. He ultimately fucks up by telling another business associate that he has a pregnant fiance and he's not even dating anybody. Um, so he goes on this hunt to find somebody to play his pregnant fiance and he ends up running into the main female character who is looking for a um, rich husband <laughs> because she's down on her luck, absolutely hit rock bottom, needs um, somebody to kind of bring her back up. I love the name Huxley. I thought the name Huxley Kane was just so stinking cute. That is the um, main male character's name and the main female character's name is Lottie. So super cute, but Lottie's down on her luck and she's like just joking around with her sister and is like, I'm going to go out in this rich neighborhood and find myself a rich husband. And she ends up running into Huxley Kane and he's like, look, I got a problem. You got a problem. Let's fix this problem. You pretend to be this. I pretend to be that. Life is good. Um, and they actually end up falling in love and it's super cute, which I know it says a not so meet cute, but <laughs> Megan Quinn, we know you. you. Come on. It's a meet cute girl. Um, so it was really good. I'll definitely be reading the remainder of them. I would say it is also a three chili pepper, um, novel. 
And the last novel I'm going to talk about is the one that gutted me the most. So my last novel of January, I decided today is the 31st, yesterday, I decided, you know what, I cannot leave January on 13 books. I've got to finish one more um, or even just start another one. So I'm not just like on 13. So I decided to pick up a thousand boy kisses and you guys, nobody warned me that I would be sobbing 60 pages into the book. Okay. 60 pages in, let me tell you, if you were looking for a book that is going to make you literally sob the entire novel, a thousand boy kisses by Tilly Cole. If you are looking for a book that has no happily ever after, because how the hell can you have a happily ever after after this novel? Uh, a Thousand Boy Kisses by Tilly Cole. So the premise of the novel is that these neighbors meet when they're five and um, the girl's name is Poppy and the boy's name, give me just a second. I got to look it up really fast. I really literally just finished the book. Um, He's Norwegian. Oh, Rune. I was like, you know what? It's something weird. So Rune and Poppy meet when they're five and form this instant connection. They become best friends. They become more than friends. They, they become each other's everything. Well, Rune's family has to move back to Norway um, and Poppy ends up cutting off communication with him about two weeks into his move and doesn't speak to him ever again. And two years later, he moves back to their town in Georgia and finds out why Poppy never contacted him again. And let me tell you, I wanted so badly for it to end differently and it didn't. And there was never any inclination that it was going to end differently, but you wanted it to end so happily and it just didn't. And even the final page when I was reading it, um, I wanted it to just be different, but it wasn't different. And I'm trying not to give too much away, but just read it. It is such a well-written novel. It is definitely a once-in-a-lifetime romance novel about once-in-a-lifetime fleeting romances. It's definitely a polarizing novel. Lots of people didn't like it because they it's probably a them problem, wanted it to be a happily ever after, but I'm here to tell you there is no happily ever after at the end of this. Um, I wish I could even tell you what novel to compare it to, but there is none. Just read it. A Thousand Boy Kisses by Tilly Cole. So good. So that is my wrap up of what I read for January. I'll be doing the same thing for February. I have no clue how many books are on my list for February. February is a short month. It's also transition month for my full-time job. So I might be a little busy to be able to finish 14 books in January or in February. Um, but we'll see where we get. So I hope you guys enjoyed that and let me know if you guys are reading any of these. Don't forget if you are listening to the podcast to tag us on Instagram. It's at death by underscore TBR. And then, um, yeah, if you're on Facebook, just make sure you tag me, Ashley Templin. So I hope you guys enjoyed this and try not to die by TBR by the next episode. See y'all later.